Yo, welcome back to the Ben Barker Fitness Podcast. Huge shout out to those of you who have been listening. I genuinely appreciate you. If you would, subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review, and share this with someone you think it might be an encouragement to. I'm excited to have my guy with an incredible hairdo and mustache, Nate Norman. What's up, buddy? Hey, brother. How you doing, man? So excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Always a good time to connect to a fellow brother out there just getting it done, living that dad life, bringing that big energy, brother. 100% dude. And I was just right before we started recording, it's like, I wanted to talk about this in the show, but you know, on Twitter, on your cover photo, I just see faith, family, and fitness plastered up there. It's kind of a focal point, And I can just tell from your posts. Um, those are three things that are very important to you, man. So I'm just excited to kind of chat about that man and talk and hopefully encourage some other dads who are in the thick of it. Yeah, man. I mean, those are, those are the bedrock pillars, man. If you, if you neglect these three, I feel like all the other pillars begin to just fall over. So those 100%. are just, you got to just hold those up, man, no matter what. And I have a feeling that it's not in that order on accident that you, it's not fitness, family, faith. You have it listed faith, family, fitness in that order on purpose, I assume. Yeah, dude. First things first, man. You know, you, if you, you, you got to take care of the the home front, right? And the home front for me, man, is that North star, man, that, that beacon, that, that plumb line that God gives us the direction. All of my purpose flows from that one purpose. All of my mission comes from that one mission. And outside of that one beacon, bro, I'm just I'm just Nate on the earth trying to do the best I can, you know? One, yes, I love that. Nate, so for somebody, if we have somebody from Twitter here, they're gonna know who you are, right? Um, let's just say somebody's on here who's not a Twitter user. Um, tell them a little bit about Nate Norman, you, your family, what you do, and kind of like your purpose and your goal and why you're using social media to get your message out there. Absolutely. So, uh, married now for 15 years, I've got three beautiful kids and I was just sharing with a life group last night about, you know, we always say it goes fast. We always say it moves quick, but my oldest is now 12 years old. And it just seems like yesterday that I'm carrying a little baby stroller, you know, locking them in the car, doing their seatbelts for them. And, it just goes so fast. And I think I spent a lot of my time early on in fatherhood clicking through life, you know, wishing they'd go to bed, wishing they'd sleep through the night, wishing they'd, they'd go to school, wishing they'd get out of this season. And now we're out of those seasons and you're like, man, I kind of clicked through a lot. I went fast through a lot of that. And so uh, they're, they're all getting older and uh, eight, nine and 12 year old are my kids. And uh, I coach men. Uh, one of my passions is to help men develop the body, mind, spirit connection, the faith, fitness connection, and uh, working with their family, working with their fitness, working with their goals, and li- and just really setting men on fire, man. I one thing I I detest, man, is a guy who's on this earth and just gray, just flatlined and gray. They're, it's like the, it's like they're wet wood, bro, and they just refuse to burn. So one of my passions is to help men burn, help men catch fire in every element of their life. And uh, it's what God's given me a mission to do. And uh, I look forward to to all the guys, past, present, and future that I get to connect with, man. I love that, dude. And I think it, I think it's a bit of an epidemic, just apathy in men. And, and that's the worst. I can stomach someone with a fire in their belly, even if it's not quite my viewpoint, but they're at least going for it versus someone who's just kind of going through the motions and just not doing a lot, <laughs> bro. You, you're gonna you're gonna touch on some some 
some heat points for me. Well, go ahead, dude. Let it rip. You, you look around our churches, man, and you look around our workplaces and you start to see a version of man and uh, a version of man that I don't want my son to become, a version of man that I don't want to become. And it's, it's, it's riddled with, with apathy. You know, our, our world today almost caters and, and cajoles these men to be in a world of comfort. And it's like we've set up our entire world system for comfort. And so this version of man that we're cranking out right now, he's not masculine. You know, he's not tough. He's not, you drop him off in the woods with a Swiss army knife, he'll be dead in five days, right? He just, he just wouldn't make it. But 50 years ago, 60 years ago, a hundred years ago, there was a different caliber of man that was walking the face of the earth. I'm not saying we should turn back the clock, but there was a man that walked the earth that was just naturally tough. He was naturally built. He was naturally just grit, man. He had some, yeah. he had things in him. That we don't have today. And so it's one of the, the heat points for me. And one of the reasons I feel so passionate about doing what I'm doing for men is there is just a soft version of man today. He doesn't have the heart of a lion. He has the heart of a sheep, right? And when the wolves come, he looks for lions. Bro, you're getting me hyped up, dude. And I think, you know, I look at my wife's dad and my dad, and I kind of feel like they're the last of a dying breed. And like they, like my dad and, and my father-in-law can literally both do anything. Like, I mean, they can fix anything. Like my, my dad can start a fire, you know, with a, with a, with a flint and a knife, you know, it's just, they, they can do it all. And it, and it's, and I realized at a point I missed some of that stuff. And so I was just like, man, I gotta like, I want to be like that. And so I've started trying to put myself out of my comfort zone and just learn how to do a little bit of everything. I think that's an important thing as a dad. Cause like if something breaks at my house, my dad's the first person that I call. Like I don't, I don't Google it. And I want to make sure that I'm that resource, you know, for my kids one day as well. So good, dude. So good. And, and why not? With the availability of YouTube, these guys didn't have YouTube coming up, right? They didn't have the ability that we have to just figure something out with the, the click of a button. You know, yep. they had to go ask somebody, they had to figure it out themselves and they just got in the trenches and did it. But with the increase of availability of information, you think we'd be more educated than yep. they were. Yet the opposite has occurred. We've become less educated, perhaps because we can offload the information. We can find it so easily. So we don't need to store the information internally. So we Google it, we, we use it and we delete it and we never retain the information that we need in order to be that type of man. Yep. Bro, so one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about today, um, and you, when we were messaging about it, you used the acronym, and so I didn't catch it at first, but Big Dad Energy. And you made a post about this, you tweeted about this, and it blew up, dude. And it, it was a great tweet. And it, it reminded me, uh, like a year or two ago, I was at the pool, and this guy recognized me from Instagram, and so he came over and wanted to talk to me. And like I was trying, and, and I love talking to people, but it's one of those times where I was really trying to be invested, like my time with my kids. And he was there with his kid who was off doing his own thing. He's like, yeah, man, just here to spend some time with my son. And he just kept talking and talking and talking. And at a point I want to be like, <laughs> I thought you were here to spend time with your son. And I think sometimes we think just because we're with our kids that it's quality time. And just because we're physically present does not count as quality time, dude. So I, I'd love for you to expand a little bit on that and talk about your post on when you come home from work, come home with big dad energy. Yeah, I'll have to give credit to Ty Tot, man. Tyler, Tyler came up with BDE, and I, I think you know what it previously stood for. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he came up with BDE and I was like, dude, I love this. And, you know, a lot of my life, Ben, I've worked from negative, you know, I've worked from a backwards standpoint. So coming home, I work in the, I live in South Carolina. I work for a construction company, the power company. We, we, we just work in the heat. It's demanding, right? And I get up at 4 a.m. I hit the gym. I'm a busy guy. And so the part, the problem was I was coming home and I was just absolutely tanked, man. I'm, you know, I don't have energy to wrestle. I don't have energy to jump on the trampoline. I don't have energy to, to be this person that I tell other people to be. And over the last several years, I just begin texting my wife and saying, I want to create a list of ways that I could come home to make it special for my kids coming home. You know, I don't want to come home and just be like, oh, leave me alone. I want to get on the couch. I want to come home and it means something. I want to come home and it just be big dad energy. So we just started creating a list of ways to come home uh, and not be a, a slouch, dude, not be a couch potato, not be a little chump who just gets in his lazy chair, what, turns on the sports center and veges out the rest of the night. That is not a dad. You're just a body in a building with other people. That's not a dad, dude. So, dude, it, it was so simple, man. When you when we look back over it, it's so, it was hard to imagine doing it, but it was so simple to do. It was little things like be the first one to give dad a hug and you win a quarter or win a dollar, yeah. right? Or when they try to come hug me because now it's a game, like they all want to be the first one. So now I'll like evade them on a chase and lead them around the neighborhood. Just right Stay out of the truck. Him. Yeah, we're, we're just chasing, dude. Or, or sometimes, man, I'll tell my wife to turn on the Bluetooth before I get home and I'll, I'll turn on a song and we'll just, I'll come in the house, dude. We're fist bumping, man. We're dancing. <laughs> We're just going after. And then finding these ways, it just became this thing. Every time I come home, I want to be the reason they're excited, not the reason yep. they run to their room, you know? Yep. Bro. And it's like one of those things that my wife and I have talked about. We, we went through a phase where we're both just, you know, she's in the trenches, you know, with the kids while I'm at work. You know, so she's tired. I get home. I'm tired. And it's like, it's so easy just to fall into like, let's all watch something together on Netflix. And we talked about this recently. I was like, we're never going to like grow old. And like, hey, remember that time we watched that movie together on Netflix? Like, we're not, those aren't the things that we're going to talk about. But on Sunday night, man, it was hot. We didn't want to go outside and play. We'd been lazy all day. And I was like, I was like, Kimmy, we got to go outside. We got to do something. And so we packed the kids up. They were not excited about it. And we took the t-ball bat and the tee and we went to like a parking lot in the shade and we played t-ball together as a family and we had a blast, you know, and I decided to play the way where you get to throw the ball at each other when you're running from base. And so the kids are trying to peg each other with the wiffle ball. I mean, bro, and we were just laughing and like cutting up and like, they're going to remember that. Like, they're not going to remember watching Netflix together. 100%, man. 100%. I, I, I counsel parents often, man. We canceled Netflix and our cable subscription. And, you know, we you think canceling, you're like, that's going to be a big deal. I don't know how I'm going to do it without it. We haven't looked back. You know, we'll rent movies from the library sometimes. or Love it. We'll just have some some somebody say, hey, watch this movie, and we'll go find it on, on our red box or something. But yeah, we just canceled it. And, and no regrets, dude. No regrets. You're absolutely right, Ben. They won't remember if they finished the season of this show. They're going to remember if you jumped on the trampoline. They're going to remember if you played wiffle ball out in the park. That's what they're going to remember, 100%, dude. And, and Ben, I have to give this caveat, too, because I know there's some dads out there that might listen to this and say, I have so far to move forward as a dad that it's, it's hard for me to imagine canceling Netflix or, or coming home every day with big dad energy. And I understand that. And, and you mentioned earlier just being there. Guys, listen, if you're a dad 
and you're saying that's a long road to haul, that's totally understandable. The first step we need to take is presence, right? The first step you need to take is I just want to start my mind towards intentionality with my children. I want to, I want to shift the mindset. And guys, this is five, 10, 12 years down the road that you see some of these byproducts and these ideas come. But it starts with intentionality. You're recognizing the fact that you want to be this dad. That's the win, right? And and it's, yeah, and and it's just like fitness. Like you're not going to like flip it. So it's like if you have a hundred pounds to lose, you're not going to do that in a day or a month. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time, dude. And becoming a better intentional father and husband is the same thing, man. Uh, Like one day at a time. I can't remember what it was. Um, There was that movie with Kirk Cameron, like where he was on the rock with his wives. And then off of that movie, say it again. Fireproof. Fireproof. And a challenge came off of that where it's like a 40 day challenge to like doing things for your wife. And you could do like the same thing, like with your kids, man, like make it your goal. If you're doing zero right now, make it your goal to come home and wrestle with your kids for 15 minutes. Like, and it's almost like, you know, like there's that rule for when you go to the gym, it's like work out for 10 minutes. And I almost guarantee you'll complete the workout. I think it's the same thing. Like if you make it your goal to play with your kids for 10 minutes when you get home, I almost guarantee it's going to expand to longer. Dude, 100%. First steps, right? How do you move that mountain, man? The same way you eat the elephant, one stone at a time, you know? Yeah. And I, I spend a lot of time just looking at the problems of my life, Ben, and saying there's so many stones to move. There's so many things that I have to, to work on. I'm just not going to work on any of them. And <laughs> if, if, if you, if you know anything about money and the IRS, you know that that's not the way to do it. The yeah. worst thing you can do with money in the IRS is to avoid the problem and pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. So one singular stone in the same direction a thousand times. Tomorrow, can I pick up another stone? Tomorrow, can I pick up another stone? You ain't even got to pick up boulders yet. You'll get strong enough to pick up boulders. But right now, can you pick up a pebble and can you move that pebble? And for a thousand yeses in the same direction, you will move that mountain eventually, right? Yes. And it's, man, and I, and I can just see it in my own life when I'm taking steps. You know, I'm blessed, dude, to have like a great, like a great marriage. And it's not necessarily anything. I, I don't know if it's luck. Um, you know, we tried to center it around God and we got it right. Uh, luckily on the first try, you know, I married the right person. So I, I do think maybe a little bit of luck factors in there, but like anybody else, dude, we, we have tough times. Like we argue, we fight. And I, I noticed recently, uh, we never prayed together ever. Like we pray separately and over like the last, like, and for like years, I knew it was an issue. And bro, recently, like I made it a point, like every night period, I don't care if she falls asleep first and I have to wake her up. And the simple act of doing that, and it takes like 90 seconds or two minutes, three minutes, whatever. And just the simple act of doing that, I can tell a difference in our marriage. And I think it's like that with anything else, just a little simple habit and working out a little simple habit with your kids, man, it goes a long way. And I think you'll be surprised how moving pebbles, uh, you can move an entire mountain that way. Dude, that's, that's facts, dude. And that's fire, right? And this is what we teach, man. This is why we we have our principles set up these small little habits, these daily disciplines that you do every day that make you the man that you are. And you take one or two or 10 of those away. And all of a sudden you're like, why do I feel depressed? Why am I anxious? Why am I angry? Why am I a time bomb ready to pop off on my children? Cause I can't find the remote control because you're off, right? It's not because they're off. 
It's not because they're acting like children are supposed to act. It's because you're off. So I love that, dude. And 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 that's uh, uh, much of what I structure my life around and much of what I structure my coaching around is daily discipline, habits, mindset, small stones, right? What can you control? And I want there to be a certain set of things in a man's life that are like brushing his teeth, right? You do not forget to brush teeth. You don't forget to put on deodorant. You don't forget to make your coffee because that's that's who you are, right? You know those things about yourself. And there are certain things that we want to have in our life that are just like that. Non-negotiable, day in, day out disciplines that make you the man on fire. Nate, do you have like how many non, I mean, there's probably a lot, maybe too many to list, but do you have like three to five like non-negotiables that you like every day, um, like I'm going to die on this hill? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ben, I'm in a, a, I run a program called SRX 90 right now. And um, it's similar to 75 hard. And what I, what I decided was that 75 hard was great and it, it, it sharpened me, but it didn't grow me. If that makes yeah. sense. No, no knock to the program. But I was like, Lord, I need to know the things that you've called me to do as a man. So I came up with 12 disciplines that I feel like make Nate the best version of himself that he can be. You know, it's things like rising early. It's things like one hour of solitude with God, journaling gratitude, daily exercise, walking 7K steps, gallon of water, encouraging one person a day, avoiding alcohol, avoiding pornography. These things make me my best version. So on a, on a given day, I'm running these 12 disciplines. And sometimes there's 15, you know, like where I'll say, I need to write 500 words this week, or I want to read five chapters of this book out on top of the Bible reading. And so there's, there's 12 disciplines that I run every day. And uh, the guys that I bring into the challenge with me, they run it for 90 days. And what I encourage them to do after the 90 days is to write their own disciplines. Don't, don't take Nate's disciplines or my disciplines and say, these are, these are what I'm going to run for life. Find out what makes you tick as the person that God called you to be and say, when I run, when I do X, Y, and Z, I am my best self. If I drink too much, I feel like crap. I don't work out. So quit drinking so you can start working out, right? If I stay up late and watch Netflix, I don't get up in the morning and don't pack my lunch and I'm late for work. Let go of Netflix and do the walk it back method. Find out what's causing the problem. And so I encourage them to establish their own 12. But 12 is that sweet spot number for me. Any more than 12, and I begin to get a little uh, David Goggins-y, where I'm like, it's, you know, stay hard. Everything's hard. Everything's aligned, you know, and there's really not that balance. So 12 was that good medium for me. I love it. Um, Hey, if a guy wanted to learn more about SRX90, where do they find out more about that from you? So the website's in progress. Uh, we're starting our next round of SRX on September 1st, and we are on day 55 right now with our current challenge. And we'll be wrapping that one up and starting September 1st. I'll be tweeting about it. Hopefully I'll have the website up and running. SRX.com just bought the domain. Pretty excited, but there's nothing on the website yet because you know I'm a Southern boy from South Carolina and I don't know how to do much of that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, just right now on the Twitter, look for it in August. I'll be sending a lot of tweets out in August about the next round of SRX. But I feel like 12 disciplines for a man's life is the best way a man can sharpen those daily habits. Y'all, and if I agree, dude, I love that. And Nate, um, y'all important, Nate's a great follow on Twitter. And I talk a lot about um, input equals output. And if you're just like consuming garbage on social media and garbage is there and it's like basically like you can have a choice and you can tell yourself like social media is evil and not use it at all or you just consume garbage or three, 
unfollow all the garbage, unfollow people that aren't uplifting you and unfollow like if you're following like a a bunch of girls that are like dressed in ways they shouldn't be and it's not honoring your wife, unfollow them and you follow people like Nate Norman. Um, He does like a one minute uh, morning motivator. Um, He'll post like stuff from the Bible, stuff about working out, his own experiences. And Nate, is your handle just at Nate Norman? Yeah, at underscore Nate Norman. Y'all give Nate a follow on Twitter. He's he's one of my favorites and it, it's encouraging and uplifting. And I've just made a rule now if it's not if it doesn't encourage me or uplift me and like it doesn't honor my wife or God, like I'm just not going to going to follow those people. 100% dude, and I could totally agree with that. It's almost like you see the guys on Twitter, see you and some of these guys that are living on edge and you're like, "Where are these guys at in real life?" You know, "Where are these bros at that are on fire?" And it's just because it's so few and far between that you only see them in these these pockets of online social networks. And uh, it's really cool to see the gathering and this uh, this primal return to what men ought to be. And so I love to see it. Love to see following guys like you and Tyler and Hamel and, and these guys that are returning men to what they ought to be and not accepting passivity as our lot in life. Yes. And... To your credit, Nate, something that I found is cool. A lot of times in your own circle, and you may not have a good circle currently in real life, you can find it on social media. And um, it's funny, if you're on there long enough and connecting with the right people, you'll eventually find somebody in your area code that is cut from the same cloth. You may not know them currently, but there was this dude, um, I had him on the podcast a few weeks ago. His name's Alex Van Houten. And bro, and we're just like, he's cut from the same cloth as us, dude. He's a believer. He's fit. He's dedicated to his wife and his kids. We've been following each other for years. And then one day he was like, bro, are you in Arkansas? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude, uh, I live 30 minutes from you. And so it's just one of those things we haven't been able to connect in person yet, but those people are out there. And if you look for it like hard enough, you can find them. Dude, I just, I got out of the gym this morning. And uh, I had breakfast with uh, a friend that we met through Sean Finch, man, my boy, Sean Finch, he's on Twitter and I was on Sean's podcast and somehow th- they hooked up and connected the dots that we were both in Columbia. So I met with this guy this morning and we're just, dude, we're swapping Jesus stories. We're talking about lifting, man. We're talking about the the energy that dads ought to have. And we're just like, man, this is, this is fire, dude. And it's so good. And, 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 the, and the propensity of men, Ben, we have this propensity to not look for that, right? Because we know there's going to be some sort of challenge or call up when we find this other man who's cut from the same cloth. It's almost like when you find that dude who's living on fire, you know, you get close to that flame, you're going to burn as well. And you're like, you kind of keep your distance. So I think what men do is they, they drift towards the island of isolation, right? We have, they have drinking buddies and they have church acquaintances and they have business, business partners, but they don't have friends that call them up to a higher standard. And I think men men are prone to this island of isolation where they're just like avoid any sort of confrontation or call out, and you avoid that Jonathan and David style relationship where there was this strengthening of each other. Bro, one of the best things that happened to me was when I got in a men's group at church, and um, I was very uncomfortable at first because it really caught me off guard. Like we're like in the middle of this group, we're just kind of hanging out. It's like real surface level stuff. And it was like, hey, is there anything we can pray for you guys for? And this dude was like, hey, man, I've been struggling with pornography. And I was like, oh, I was like, no, I was like, bro, you just keep that to yourself. Like, I don't like I don't want to hear about it. And it 
in this bro and people will call you on it and then in weeks leading up to that people were following up with him seeing like if he was staying true to like his commitment not to look at it anymore and so i think when you're on that island of isolation people aren't holding you accountable and when you can have accountability as a dad and as a husband i mean that's huge dude i fire point bro i mean this is this is a button topic for me and uh some for some reason men today uh, we we avoid that we the cracking of our chest right this yep. taking off of our armor and not trying to have the bravado not trying to be macho not trying to be alpha but literally taking off a piece of armor and saying this is what's happening in the soul of my being right this is what's happening in my heart i'm frustrated at marriage i'm frustrated at my career I, i'm angry with my kids i'm struggling with over abuse of alcohol i'm struggling with pornography Men don't crack chest anymore, but when you do crack chest, there's freedom after you let this stuff out, right? Because what happens, man, is you bottle these internal workings up and you're like, I can handle it. I can bear it. I can do what I need to do as a man to internalize my emotions. And you end up exploding on your children. You end up being this, this time bomb of emotions because you're not clearing out the clutter within the closet, man. You've got to crack chest, dude. You've got to open up your soul and you've got to say, this is a real issue, right? I am actually struggling or I'm actually doing well and be that for each other. Uh, there's a there's a mentor of mine who's term, uh, coined the term Combrogi. And basically it means you fire your gun while I shoot and I shoot while you reload your gun. And we we just do this exchange of, of brotherhood. We're in the trenches together. And there's this there's this mindset that comes with it that you could at any time call me out and say, you need to shoot this gun. I got to reload. You got to shoot. You got to stand up and you got to shoot while I reload and vice versa. I don't want friends, Ben, that will call me out to go drinking, but call me up to a higher standard of living. Let's go. Nate, I feel like I could run through a brick wall right now. This is so good, dude. Um, okay. So I got to go back to, to one more thing. And based off everything that we're talking about, it's it's great to talk about it. It's great to listen to podcasts. It's great to read self-help books, you know, but at a time you have to take action. And also on your Twitter cover photo is the time is now. And so talk a little bit, bro, about, you know, I, I see this a lot. It's a big thing to listen to Andy Frisella. It's a big thing to listen to Bedros Koulian. You know, it's a popular thing to do. We listen to our podcast, but at a point we got to do something. Um, talk about the time is now and, and why that is the quote that you have on your cover photo. So for much of my life, Ben, I just sat there and like I told you earlier, looked at my problem, right? I just, I almost wanted to have the, the desire for dote, right? Somebody to just dote on me about the problems that I had or the issues that I had in my life. And it's like I had this wound on my hand. And I would take this bandage off of my wound and I would show it to people. And I'd say, look, look at this wound. And they'd say, well, this is what you need to do. You need to put alcohol on it. You need to bandage it up and you, we could get this better. And I said, no, 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 no. Just look at it. Look at my problem. Look at the situation. And I would never get the actual help or do the actual thing that I needed to do to fix the wound. I just wanted people to look at it. So this, this paralysis of analysis, man, this just overthinking my life, overthinking my situations, it really came to a point where I just said the time has to be now. The time is now. There's never a good opportunity to have kids, right? It's never the perfect time 
to, to launch that career. It's never the perfect time. After vacation, I'll join the gym. Or after I go to this event, I'll do this. It's never going to be the right time. Sometimes you have to feel the fear of what's new and just do it anyway, right? You have to just feel afraid. I'm, not, I'm worried about this, but I'm going anyway. So the time is now is literally the mantra of what I have for, for who I am. There's never going to be the right, perfect set of circumstances for you to do what you need to do. You just have to say, today's the day. I don't even care if it like so many times with coaches are like, oh, I'm going to start at the first of the week or the first of the month or after summer. That's fantastic. And I, dude, my favorite one is this one. They're like, hey, I want to work with you. I got a wedding in six months and I want to lose 40 pounds. I'm like, fantastic. We start today. They're like, well, I have X, Y, and Z that I want to get to. How about we start at the end of the month? I'm like, all right, that's fine. Just understand you're not going to lose the weight you want to by the time you want to, right? Yeah. The time is now, right? And this idea of, of us waiting and analyzing and looking at it, it's superfluous, man. It's dumb. It's a waste of time. We are not going to be on this earth forever. Dude, I'm 38 years old. I'm, my kids are growing. The time is now. Shoot the shot. Take the chance, brother. I love it, bro. And I find that the earlier you start, and just like you said to that person, like that wasn't going to lose the weight if they waited to the end of the month. It's like the earlier you start, the more time you have to build momentum. And I'm a big fan of like, you know, everybody like searching for workout programs. Like we all know how to walk. You know, we all can probably, your pushups may not be great, but all of us know what a pushup and what a squat is. Like maybe while you're searching for the perfect plan, just go ahead and start with messy action and just start. Bro, I, uh, with what I've started online, um, if I could go back, I would do things a little bit differently. I've made so many mistakes, but the boldness that I gained um, just from starting and learning to f jumping out of the airplane and learning to fly on the way down, bro, has been like, I I've gained like a, a bachelor's degree in business, like in the last year, just from trying. Yeah. And dude, I that, tweet that, right? Get going and you'll get good, right? Yes. Don't, don't wait to be good before you get going. Just get going and you will get good. I promise you put in reps and you'll figure out what the weight feels like. Yes. I love that. Nate, and, and it's, and it's cool to talk about, um, relatable stuff. I, I saw a picture on your, uh, I didn't, first of all, I didn't know you were on Instagram cause we've always just connected on Twitter, but I found you on Instagram this morning. Uh, great stuff on there as well. Um, and I saw a photo of you and which I don't feel like you were like, you know, like super out of shape or, or overweight, but you've definitely changed your body and looking like a, a jacked dad now. And I think that's what a lot of guys are here for is to hear stories about, you know, I, I've been fortunate that I've always been in athletics and I've never really stopped. And so I'll get a hard time. Sometimes people will be like, oh, must be nice. But they also miss the fact that I've been consistent for 17 years. But cool story from you, man. Talk about how you transformed a little, I mean, cause the difference, I mean, you, you just looked like a normal dude and, and now you're just looking kind of jacked and I'd like to hear about, about your transformation. So back when we thought the dad bod was sexy, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I even feel like I said, I hate to say this to my chagrin, Ben, I even think I said the, the, the quote line for dad bod, like I, I can run a mile, but smash a pizza or something, you know, something stupid like that. And, and that picture on Instagram that I posted, man, it's, um, that's just the storyline of my life, right? Like I'm active, but I ain't on fire, right? I'm, I've got a little bit of a dad bod. I've got this belly that every dad's got. And, and I'm, I'm just kind of slothful. You know, I'm not super overweight, 
but I'm not healthy either, right? Yeah. And, and so this idea of me being on fire, right? What does it look like for me to be on fire in my fitness, right? On the knife's edge. Does this mean I work out seven days a week? Does this mean I work out three times a week? What does it look like? And so I begin formulating what this man on fire looks like. But Ben, you know this just as well as I do. Once one area is on fire and discipline, other areas catch on fire as well and they begin to burn. What does it look like to be a man on fire in your faith, a man on fire in your marriage, a man on fire with your children, a man on fire with vision and your finances and future and plans? What does it look like for a man to be absolutely on fire? And I feel like you have this American man in that picture to the right where I was just the American dude, right? I drank beer. I I ate whatever food I wanted to. I kind of just lived how I wanted to live. And what I like to call it is drifting. Dude, I was just drifting. I had no purpose in what I was doing. I just did things, did a lot of stuff, you know, and tried to enjoy my life to the best of my ability. But that man was just purposeless, man. I'm just heading towards a void chasm of nothingness as that man. And that other man in the picture, the the myself now, I feel like he's a completely different man than the first picture, right? I'm not drifting. I have a purpose with what I eat. I have a purpose with my nutrition. I have a purpose with my fitness, man. There's everything I do is for a reason, right? My why, as we call it on the internet, right? Everybody says, find your why. Once you find it, you can't let it go. You got to keep on. You got to keep moving. And so becoming this man on fire has been a decade in evolution. Just not drifting, man. Not letting myself binge out at a buffet with pizza just for the sake of, of doing it, right? Yeah. Of purposeless eating, you know? I love that. Nate, what did you find practically that worked for you? I mean, because I, I think about you as a guy, bro, who's who's has a tough physical job. And I think there's a lot of guys out there like you who it's like they're physical all day and, you know, they get done, they just cr- crush a bunch of beer and pizza at the end of the night and they don't have energy to work out, and, it, and it's a legitimate problem, and it and it's and it and it can easily be used as an excuse. How did you get over that barrier, and how did you change things? As a and I think a lot of guys are going to understand. There's a lot of guys who have physical jobs, and so like, what did you find that worked for you in that circumstance? That's a that's a really good question, Ben. I think you're right that that carbs and those type of quick quick boosts of energy were the go tos in my realm. You know, you got guys that live out of gas stations in my work work field. You know, you, you hit the QT or whatever, and you're just loading up on, on, on quick boosts of sugar or caffeine or, or carbs or anything like that. And it was, it was just, it's, it's dead end road for sure. So we say this stuff, uh, tweeting and, and you tweet about some of this stuff, but you know, if God made the food, that's probably your best bet, right? If God made it, it's, it's a green light. And we talk about shopping the perimeters of the grocery store. You know, eating clean and eating naturally is not sometimes sexy, but it can be really good. You know, steaks and ground beef do, I do a lot of hunting, right? And so we get a lot of venison, very lean venison that we get. I eat a lot of ground beef. Um, I worked with a guy um, recently and uh, just talking about what nutrition looks like and what it looks like. It's just not sexy. It's just, sometimes it looks like it's eating the same thing five days a week. And maybe on the weekend, you're having a little bit of a splurge. And when I say a little bit of a splurge, it doesn't mean you're pounding a case of beer, right? It doesn't mean you're eating two pizzas, right? A little bit of a splurge means you're just giving, you're taking the edge off of that meal. You're living at an 85% clean and a 15% flexibility and a little bit of balance because you can't live at hundred percent, man, you'll go miserable, right? So for me, the the change was to eat God-made food, natural food, man. And and I know that 70% 
uh, 70, 30 ground beef is cheaper, but lean ground beef is better, right? Yeah. So eat your, eat your burger, but just make it a little bit leaner. Have your steak, but don't eat as much of it, right? Have your baked potato, have your sweet potatoes, man, and moderate, right? Moderate your push away from the table. Okay. So dude, I love to eat Ben bro. And I'm good at it. Me and Joe, <laughs> me and Joey chestnut, dude, hot dog. I'm like, let's go sign me up. bro. I, <laughs> I will try. And, and I'm just good at eating food. I could eat a lot of it. And so learning to push away from the table, you know, and dude, there's all this research about the 20 minute full factor. Like it takes your brain 20 minutes to register that your belly is full. So eating a little slower, dude, I'm a woofer. I come from a big family. And if you didn't eat through your first plate and go for the second, it was gone, dude. It was just absolutely gone. So you would just scarf down your food and go for your second plate. And so learning as an adult to back away and eat slow, chew your food, chew it, taste it, slow it down, work that 20 minute factor, drink a little bit more water with your food. And maybe you won't eat as much. And you and it definitely works with carbs as well. You try to eat a whole pizza now while drinking a bunch of water, you will throw up. Yep. And y'all, listen, I, I gotta I gotta play off this too. Um, we're back on, on Netflix again. Eat dinner at the table with your family. And if you're having conversation in between bites, and something I've heard of a lot recently recently with a guy who I had on, um, he was like, You you take a bite, you set your fork down. And you chew your food and you conversate with your family and you're going to eat less. If you're eating dinner in front of a TV and there's no conversation happening, you're legit. You just like woof your food down. You don't even think about it. Like, I mean, make a healthy meal and sit down and, and enjoy it with your family. And then Nate also touched on, you know, the it, is it a little bit more expensive to eat healthy? Yes, 100%. But hear me out. If you cut out beer and and soda that's going to cut down on your expenses and cut down on your calories and maybe you can spend it on that 85 15 beef you know instead of the 70 30 100 and you could always take up hunting if your region allows it and you could get that really lean deer meat that's just very low percentage of fat man and fill the freezer up with that who doesn't love harvesting something wild from the field anyway and bringing it to a freezer i mean from from field to table is an anabolic thing, dude. It's primal. I love it. Nate, I'm about to discredit myself as a man a little bit. Um, I didn't grow up around hunting and I've never shot a deer. And my father-in-law is a huge hunter and they, they don't have like a lot of land, maybe like 20 acres, um, but they just have deer all over it. So my son and I are, are going to go on our first hunt together this winter and try to kill a deer. Dude, I, I, can, I can tell you hands down, that's an experience you'll never forget. So my son shot his first deer this past year on youth day and uh, there was nothing like it. Dude, I didn't have binoculars. I didn't have a, a rifle. I didn't have anything. He had, he had all the control and I was so like, like pensive about this situation. I'm like, can you see him? You know, what does he look like? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just running through and then watching him develop his own ability and his own desire to shoot and when to shoot, when to pull safety off the gun. It was just so, and it was just primal, dude. And he actually got the deer. And we harvested it and it was just, he tracked it. And, and bro, I was, I was so proud, man. I was so proud of my boy, but not even just for the fact that, that it was his first kill, but the fact that he was, he was processing things, man. He was learning about the hunt. And, and when he, when he found the animal, just his gratitude, Lord, he, we, we prayed, you know, we thank God that we, we have the, the ability and the right to, to get food for our family. 
it was just this, it's like we tapped into this ancient source, dude, of what our ancestors used to do. And it was, dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. And so he's got his lifetime license. He's going again with me this season. And I love it, dude. And I love showing him the woods. I love showing him nature. And when you get in that stand, Ben, and you have your son with you, there's just a, the sun's coming up. There's mist on the ground. You might see an animal. You might not. But you teach him what to do in solitude, right? You teach him what to do when you're by yourself. Because we have our phones all the time, right? We have Netflix on. We have YouTube. We have things yep. all the time. And so for you to take three or four hours and say, I'm not going to, un I'm not going to unlock my phone. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm going to be at peace. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to talk to God. And we're just going to thank him for nature. We're going to thank him for sunrise. We're going to thank him for animals. We're going to, we're going to just be in this moment. And it's so intrinsic, dude. You're going to love it. I want to hear the update about how this goes, man. Heck yeah, bro. Bro, I'm pumped. And, and Nate, this was, uh, I knew this was going to be good, but this was better that like it, it, it exceeded my expectations, man. I think this is going to help a lot of men. And I think some men probably don't even know they're struggling just because they're living the cultural norm. And I don't think they know what it feels like to be on fire and to be striving for more because it's just not normal and it's not really culturally acceptable um, to have that bravado anymore. And mm. so I am pumped. Dude, I, I, I love to see a man on fire. When you burn, bro, I want to burn too. I'm like, oh, look at Ben. He's out there running the neighborhood. Dude, he's out there, he's out there at the pool, man. He's doing push-ups with bros. I see that. <laughs> And I'm like, I, I also want to burn. And so if there's a man out here and he's like, I don't know how to burn, get around somebody who's on fire. Find one dude. I don't care if it's on social media. I don't care if it's in your church. It doesn't matter where this person is. Find a man on fire. It's impossible for you to be next to a flame and not catch fire yourself. Find that man who's living the life that you want to live and latch on. Take him out to coffee. Buy him a steak. Talk to him. Glean from what he's doing. Learn. Because if those generations don't pass on the lessons to the next generation, they'll die with that generation. So find that man. And I guarantee you there is one man in your vicinity. Somebody somewhere is burning enough that you could catch on and latch fire to him. Let's go. Nate, in closing this out, dude, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I've been doing this on my last couple episodes, like family, family feud style, like top three or five answers on the board. If you were to still, like just to start super simple, say there's a dude, you know, you were talking about earlier, who's just got a long way to go. And it just seems like an insurmountable mountain to climb. If you were to give like three or five, like top things, like maybe even from your 12, just simple things for a guy to get started. Is it like time in the Bible, workout three days a week? Like what would your top three or five be? Ben, I think the first thing that a man has to understand is who he is. So his identity. You are not what your dad said about you. You're not what your wife said about you. You're not what your boss said about you. You have an identity that's God-given. And once you find this person, everything else makes sense. So begin to ask God and say, who am I? All right, who have you made me to be? Who have you called me to be? Why am I on this earth? And when you answer this question, that you're not a waste of time, that you're not worthless, that you're not an accident, that you're not a mistake, that God put you here for a reason, for a purpose, for a passion, for the mission, when you begin to see that, everything else will begin to unlock. And once that unlocks, I would say this, do the things that you can control on a daily basis, right? If you can control it, do it. If you can wake up a little bit earlier and read your Bible, do it, right? And if it becomes too much, walk it back. 
Find what's causing the problem for you not to be able to sleep. Small things that you can control. Don't try to go out there full tilt and say, I'm going to cancel Netflix. I'm stopping porn. I'm quitting drinking. I'm quitting smoking. Everything all at once. Do what you can control daily until you get a little bit better, a little bit stronger. And I'll say it like this, Ben. You do what you know, and you'll know what to do. Don't overcomplicate it. Let's go. Nate, this was great, bro. Nate, um, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but just to to get it out there again, where is the best place for people to connect with you to find out more about what you are doing? So I got the links on the Twitter page, and right now I spend the majority of my time on Twitter. I've got all the socials, but if you want to find me the easiest, it's on Twitter. That's where I answer most of the DMs. So find me there, and I've got all the links for the SRX programs and the books and things like that on the Twitter handle right there. That's the best place to do it. Let's go. Y'all, go follow uh, at underscore Nate Norman on Twitter. He's a great follow. And once you start following people like that, get in that group. There's a great group on Twitter. Uh, I'm not super active. I need to get better about that. But there's a group like him on there that are just striving for more. And that's who you need to connect with. Y'all, go follow Nate. Thanks for listening today. I feel like we're going to have to do part two sometime. Nate, thanks for joining, bro. Love you, bro. Thank you so much. It's always a good time to connect, my friend. Heck yeah, I love you too, bro. Y'all, thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Go follow Nate.